What is going on, everybody? And welcome to the podcast that has gotten not one, but two standing clapping ovations. The podcast by the fans for the fans for MMA. This is the Kimura Chronicles. I'm your co-host, Mr. Bloody Elbow Val Cisco. And of course, the Chuck Liddell to my Randy Couture, Jay Rands. How you doing? Hmm, what is good, good sir? I am chilling. <laughs> <laughs> we got some, we got some standing ovations over here. We got some claps going on. We got, we got some claps. You know that clap back, but a good clap back, I think. It's called clap back these days. <laughs> for the old clap backs that we know of, but yeah. yeah, pretty much. And this is our reaction show to UFC on Fox Twenty Eight, Emmett versus Stevens. It was a barn burner of a Fox card, if you will, as well too. How did you feel about this, man? Free TV, free fights. You know what they say. I, I learned a phrase a long time ago: "Free licious, delicious." <laughs> this was. It was a great card. I, I wasn't upset, and like in the pick show yesterday, I was bashing uh, Fox cards. And honestly, this card is the first card on Fox that I can really say I enjoyed and I liked. And it did not go no effort year Bush League. I enjoyed it. It was great. Even we even saw some good scraps in the prelims, man. It, overall, the whole card was great. How did you feel about it? I love the card. I, I had a strong feeling that this. Fox car was going to be a little bit different from the other Fox cars before. I felt like a lot of people had a higher stakes. People wanted to make impressions, whether it be first impressions or just impressions on their own um, division as well, too. Take the Tisha Torres fight. I really felt that those women really wanted to deliver. Being the yeah. only women uh, on the Fox live card for the main card, they wanted to make a statement that, hey, women's MMA is here to stay. It's not a novelty act. We're here to bust jaws and show you that we can perform, maybe even outperform the men. So that was just my impression of the whole um, card. And I think I'm looking forward to Fox cards from now on. I don't think I can doubt them anymore now. I don't know. Yeah, this one, this one for me, they're still kind of on some, you know, sketchy sketchy terms sketchy waters however you want to say the phrase but um definitely the first one that impressed me and um i don't know i'm, I'm gonna be looking forward to them i just feel that hey maybe i know i know time constraints i can't ask for math for much excuse me they give us the prelims well maybe a, a little extra fight you know on the card would be kind of cool five cards because four just feels so short you know for as big of MMA fans that we are, it's like once you're sticking your teeth into it, it's like, oh, well, it's over. You get what I'm saying? But I don't want to bash it. It was good. I, you know, I give it honestly out of five stars, in my opinion. Like for me, being surprised, it was a five card. I, I give it five stars, honestly. All the matches were great. Um, and I don't know, man. I'm excited about it. You know, I, I may disagree with you with one thing, uh, not the star yeah. rating, because I do believe it's a five star event for a Fox card. Mm-hmm. But I do believe in less is more. And I feel oh, that we've been uh, oversaturated with the UFC, that it kind of feels good to have just a, a short card, you know, one and done. It, it was very yeah. easy to digest. I felt like I got to know a lot of the characters, a lot of the fighters and their backgrounds and personalities. I didn't feel like I had to juggle around too many people. So if I was new to the product, yeah. I could understand it, uh, especially for people like Lativi or Griffin or Perry uh, St. Peru, um, Torres, you know, we can get into these personalities and say, okay, that could be my fighter going into it. And I felt, uh-huh. you know, I know some people are like, oh, four to five, you know, there's no big difference. To me, I felt the difference. I felt that it was digestible and I felt that I can go on my life and say, okay, that was a UFC card. <laughs> it was awesome. Not feel like overwhelmed, like, wow, this is a little too crazy. You know, six fights in a row. I already uh-huh. feel like, oof. I mean, not six. Definitely we can't get six because, you know, the whole time constraint being with the news and stuff like that. I mean, just a little, uh, five would be decent. Five would be decent. But, I mean, hey, maybe it's just me. I'm pushing it, but I get what you're saying. And um, But overall, it was, it was a great, great, great action, great night of fights, man, honestly. You said something earlier that I want to touch base on. You said that uh-huh. there were some prelim ca- uh, fights on the card that you liked. Was there one that stuck out to you the most that you are like, man, that was a great prelim um, fight? Well, I mean, if, I, I, I don't want to say here it was great. It was great on that fighter's performance, but I'm just going to, you know, go a little opposite to what you just said right now, and I'm, I'm going to touch the Hen and Brow match. Okay, and, go ahead. You know, it, you said it yesterday. I said it yesterday briefly, and it, it, it kind of sucks to see this guy fall from grace. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where this guy held this interim 
A lot of people will say fake title, and he held it as if it was his real title. You know, it was real to him. Yep. And just to see Hannah Burrell fall from grace and, you know, just – I mean, he was he was, he was was in the match. It was a competitive match, but it was just – it's not the Hannah that we know of. If, if, if it was the old Hannah, he would have, you know, disposed of Brian real quick. I believe that's his name, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it, it was just kind of, like, sad to see it. And he almost got finished in the third round. He was in some deep waters, like around the 50, 54th second or something like that of the third round finishing. And it was just like really bad. Um, but overall, the the one that was pretty good, I'm looking forward to some more of him is on the Allen. Um, um, what's his name? Oh, I, I, Joe Ben. Yeah, Joe Ben. Yeah, there you go. Almost butchered his name, Allen Joe Ben. You know, he went out there and he slugged it out with his friend, you know, him and Ben Saunders being friends. And they put on a great match, you know, in the night. Yeah, fight of the night. Look at that. I haven't seen the awards yet, but um, and we got a vicious, vicious knockout, and it hurt him just that much because it was his friend. But um, definitely looking forward to Joe Ben. Was there one that stuck out to you in um the prelims? Oh no, definitely that Ben Saunders Joe Ben fight was pretty awesome. The because of the mm-hmm. fact that in a loaded card that we've seen, um, going from top to bottom of excellent fights, barn burners, if you will. The fact that they stuck out in the prelim show in the welterweight division, one of the, I guess, not stacked, but I want to say yeah. a division that's kind of in its low right now, uh, they stood out. They they made mm-hmm. cases that, like, hey, pay attention to the welterweight division still. It's not about, okay. you know, the lighter bantamweights. It's not about the heavyweights. We could still throw with leather and have fun, too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that reminds me of all the good days I uh, remember of uh, the Matt Hughes's and uh, the Josh Koscheck's of back in the day, just slugging it out, having great matches in the welterweight division. So, yeah. man, Ben Saunders still knows how to uh, performance performance mm-hmm. of the night. Veteran, veteran, veteran fighter. And the fact that he's still around, it says a lot, you know, because Josh Koscheck is a fighter. I mean, he's still around, but it's kind of like, eh, you know, and Ben Saunders is, if you, you know, per se, you know, throw some air quotes in the UFC. I think he was on a two-fight win streak, I believe. Yep. Or something like that. I don't remember. And, I mean, he's still putting on top-notch performances, you know. So, kudos to him. I was just also really great. Shout-out to Marion. Shout-out to Marion Renault. But, man, I just didn't think McMahon was going to get subbed. Yeah. I, yo, like, I, I was just disappointed in her performance. I'm sorry. She got subbed by a triangle. Shout out to Marion. Like I said, you know, great performance because she did knock her down and just got her in that triangle, made her tap. But I mean, it was, it was a good fight, but I was just, you know, a little bit disappointed because I was going for McMahon. So, but great, great fight. Overall, it, the prelims were awesome. Yeah. It's hella interesting that the fighters that we mentioned that we want to see, you know, McMahon, Saunders, and Burrell, they were like questioning what, what they were doing and what they had to bring to the table, all mm-hmm. lost um, tonight as well, too. And yeah. I, I don't, I won't say it's a change in the guard, but it definitely where their mindset is as well, too. Do you think that I could see a Ben Saunders still fighting, but I don't know, McMahon, Burrell, they seem like they're lost in limbo. Yeah, they definitely are, but I kind of did get that little vibe from it so you're not that far off where it was kind of like a passing of the guard i also got that you get what i'm saying i got that feel i was like you know a lot of the young fighters it's kind of like a little changing of the guard you know so i got that that feeling so you're not that far off with that feeling well talking about young fighters and you know taking the the torch uh being the torch bearers of the ufc now we're gonna go into the first fight in the welterweight division for the main card on fox it is the fight between max griffin and mike perry and then oh man i love this fight these two duped it out and even though it was a little bit of a lull in the first <laughs> round they went to town on each other's faces no mo but still it was just, uh, one of the better scraps that we've seen yeah. and you know what consistently in february we've been seeing some good scraps and this was one of them oh yeah we definitely did and um this was a great way to start the main card on fox like you said for new fans for old fans to see a fight like this these two dudes went out there and just kind of demonstrated what the sport is about also what i really did love about this fight max griffin coming in at um the biggest underdog on the whole card and yep. he embraced that underdog role, and he went in there. The backyard of Mike Perry, and he just – in the first rounds, I mean, hey, I may be wrong, but in the first rounds, he was kind of dominating Mike Perry. He threw him off his game. I don't think Mike was expecting this. You get what I'm saying? So the right. few times he tagged him, we saw Mike get off of his game plan. He looked real timid. You know, he even got cut up early. So, I mean – like you said, um, some people that are new, they can gravitate to these fighters. Definitely a fighter. Max Griffin is a fighter that a lot of people can gravitate to because he, you know, he kind of was that um, 
fighter getting bullied because we saw Max uh, Mike Perry doing a lot of that bullying. You know, he was like in the in the opening up to the lead of the fight. He was like, ah, oh, I give you respect. You know, you're coming into my backyard. I'm gonna put the beats on you. You got big balls for that, but you know, you're just another fighter. He was bullying him, but. Overall, great match. This dude came out out the gate, you know, swinging, looking good. He did not back down from the intimidation factor. He threw Mike Perry off his game. What really did help him and was good, I don't think uh, Mike Perry could um, have got his timing down because Max Griffin was just constantly moving. He was not standing in front of Mike. Definitely. He was just moving. He was picking his shot. And Mike could not really get in there and connect because he did not stand still in front of him. And also – what kind of felt, in my opinion, was detrimental to Mike Perry. He was really looking for that big knockout for that home run and that played against him. It's that third round. He yeah. almost got it, though. I will yeah. say that, you know, I wasn't counting him out because of the fact that I felt that he still had that knockout power. And he did land a lot on Griffin as well, too, in that third round. It could have went a different way if he would have connected him a little bit better. But yeah. um, definitely, um, I think one of his um, – I guess weaknesses in his fight is that boxing traditional boxing stance that he was at. I felt he was very flat footed and he was waiting for the counter punch rather than trying to match the speed or at least match the technique that Griffin was giving him. Griffin was very mobile going for different angles. You know, when a boxer goes into MMA, they automatically think I have the advantage because I have the hand speed. I have the control of the technique, but MMA, you know, you have to look at every angle. You have to, you know, duck, dodge, (laughs) dive and dodge, you know, a la dodge ball over here and I think that's what he came into he yeah. came in with the dodgeball he yeah. came in with the purple cobras <laughs> blazer taser <laughs> Michelle <laughs> Romanovia yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry but no um yeah no definitely Max went out there and I did not see this match going that way honestly um I don't know what happened with Mike he did pick it up in the third round because maybe Max got um Maybe a little bit tired because we saw him on the cage when he was celebrating. He was kind of tired. Also, it could have been a factor of, hey, I know I'm up two rounds, so I'm going to coast a little bit. You get what I'm saying? But whatever, yeah. whatever the thing was, that was Mike's best round, the third round, where we saw him turn up. He started, That's when he kind of woke up, in my opinion. He started landing more combos. He started going forward more. He started like, hey, you know, um, I definitely need to end this. I'm the hometown boy, and it's not looking real good for me. I don't know what it was, if it was a little bit too much hype for him. And, um, or, hey, I'm sorry. Because when they did that, um, peeking into the, the corner, yeah. his, his wife was giving him horrible, horrible freaking advice. Like, did you hear her? This is, this, yeah. this is her thing. Oh, show him your strength. Put him up against the cage. Knee kick, knee kick, break that leg. What are you saying? You're not helping your mans out. Like, you're giving him horrible, horrible advice. So, I don't know what it was, but great Great hats off to Max. I I even said that Mike Perry was going to wallop him in the first round, and no, he surprised me. I saw him just, you know, embrace that underdog role, and he said, "Hey, I'm just going to do me." And great fighter. I'm actually going to keep looking out more for him. He he really surprised me. Yeah, both guys I, I think are going to be um, great at the UFC um, for the next two years. I, I definitely feel like these guys are going to face each other again, and we can have a, a little rivalry going on in maybe another year or so. Hey, where are you at in your career? Where are you at in your career? So I would definitely love to see that go on as well, too, because it, d- it does seem like there's some um, unresolved um, or yeah, unfinished we, business as well, too. A little bit. We saw Mike really I, – I, I know he was upset with his performance. We saw a little bit of bad um, sportsmanship, in my opinion, how he just walked away, really didn't congratulate him. You could tell he was really disappointed with himself. Um, definitely there's a little tension in there. Um, but honestly, next move for Mike Perry should be that Kobe Covington fight. You want to go into no, that? Yeah, yeah, let's go into that. For whoever doesn't know, you know, I just spoke about um, – Mike Perry's wife, you know, Kobe, after the fight, went out and tweeted a vicious, vicious tweet. Um, do you, shall I quote it? <laughs> you, you can quote it, but I will say that the Florida Chronicles do not endorse what Kobe Covington says. We respect every everybody, everybody in any way possible, but go ahead. This is his words, not ours. Yeah, this is his words, not ours, and this is why I say definitely the next fight should be for Mike Perry. And I quote, Covington said, hey, Platinum Perry, maybe having your ratchet horse-faced girlfriend. I'm sorry, I can't even read this because it's so great. I'm sorry, guys. It says, you know, your ratchet horse-faced girlfriend as a trainer isn't the smartest idea on the planet, you see. 
she was really giving him um, horrible, horrible um, advice. But hey, when you're the product of cousins fucking in Oklahoma, Florida, how strong is your decision-making skills? Hashtag UFC Orlando. That <laughs> should be the <laughs> next fight for him. He needs to go out there, defend his wife's honor and his honor as that holy matrimony bond. There is no fight next for him. He should be asking for Kobe Colbington. Okay, and I have a problem with that, though. Yeah. I do feel that I think Kobe sees the chink in his armor, and he looks like this is going to be an easy win to put a, as a, oh. a notch on his belt. It will be. It will be. I'm calling it. It will be an easy yeah. one for him. Yeah. And I think that's a little disrespectful because one, uh, you know, uh, one minute you're talking about wanting to face Tyrone Woodley for the championship, facing for the strap, but now you're gonna try to go to number, you know, what number fifteen, number sixteen in the division for no for no apparent reason. Like I understand you want to build your stock, you know, maybe build some kind of notch so you get up to Tyrone. But the same token, you know, don't be picking fights, man. I'm gonna go back down to it again. You got him with a boomerang, okay? <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it, man. My man for Doom is a savage. Yeah, let's not forget about the boomerang throwing. He has catched him. Yeah, he has catched him. But no, this is this is what it is. Um, Woodley, he's on the shelf right now. You know, recuperating. Yep. Um, also, nah, you know, Mike Mike Perry is, is is a decent welterweight. It would definitely be a great win for Kobe Covington, and it also would be good. It would keep him active while he's waiting for Tyrone Woodley. You get what I'm saying? He definitely did see the chink in his armor. Maybe he just is working. Definitely, definitely he worked his way into that match. Honestly, if the UFC doesn't do this, I don't know what was, was, was wrong with them. You get what I'm saying? But right. um, I do see it as an easy one for him. I just think he's also trying to, you know, we know how Kobe is. He's always talking smack to everybody. So, um, but it definitely, I feel it's more of a, hey, I want to stay active type of thing. You get what I'm saying? And if he's going to ask for a fight, he's only going to ask for it in the Kobe, Kobe fashion, as we know. So he's just not going to go out there like, hey, give me this guy next or whatever. So he's going to pick a fight. He's already in his head, and it definitely will be an easy win for Cole. What do you see for for Max in the next fight? Uh, I mean, definitely, definitely. I see um, like a fighter like we said yesterday. Um, Santiago? I was thinking about that. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. Um this is welterweight. Tiago Tiago Alves fought at what middleweight or welterweight? I think he was back at welterweight again. I did not like back that man. <laughs> I don't know. I I I have strong feelings about that. But go ahead. I mean, but we could see him in there with a Tiago. That would be a decent standing bang match. Um, who else? Um, was in the welterweight? Throw some names around. Um. Um, if you if you want to have fun with it again, if maybe a cowboy goes back to welterweight again because he's been fluctuating back and forth. Cat cowboy taking on Max Griffin as well too could be an awesome fight. Um, um is Dos Anjos locked up right now? Dos Anjos. I don't know what else Dos Anjos is doing these days, man. Dos Anjos is fluctuating as well too, going from featherweight, going to lightweight and welterweight. My man does not know what's happening ever since he lost the belt. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but there's some great matchups, man. You know, like. Well, do you um, really want to put him in the top top mix? You know, like a, like a Stephen Thompson and people like that. No, no, no definitely not. Definitely okay. not. We, maybe like a, a Jorge Mabidal, a Darren yes. Till. Oh, you know. Um, Masvidal would be actually a great fight. I could actually see them tear the house yeah. down. Yeah, definitely that'll be a great matchup stylistically. Um, even though I think Dong Young would just probably be a ground game affair but definitely a dung young you know let him get up you know these are fighters that are not top tiers but they're great competition you know so i can see something like that what, what about you uh, how about a hector lombard oh hector lombard would be nice how about a neil magny there you go like neil magny leave that boy alone a neil magny um even a carlos conde or whatever something you know because i mean ranking wise you know, Carlos Condit is kind of low right now, unfortunately. But um, those are still some tough competition for him to step up in top limelight in the welterweight division. Well, let's talk about fighters that I don't like still. We're going to go to the light heavyweight division. Someone yeah. that uh, kind of shocked the world tonight and then mm-hmm. brutal fashion, too. And I want to probably botch his first name and last name. What is it? Uh, Lear Latifi? Yeah, Lear Latifi, yes. All right. Take, uh, defeating, uh, I'll give him that respect, over in St. Peru. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... A dominating fashion as well, too, in the first round with a bloody blow to the face and then a nasty choke a la John Jones against the cage. How did you feel about this guillotine? Oh, man, that was a vicious guillotine. If I've seen some vicious guillotines, like you said, that is up there with the John Jones guillotine of Leoto Machida. 
that was just wild. It was vicious. It was locked in. Uh, OSP was not getting out of that, man. And I, I'm surprised he left with his head on still. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was a vicious, vicious um, guillotine. It just shows the power of Latifi that this dude is like a freaking tank. He just locked on those pythons and just choked the life out of him. You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it showed. It, sh- it also showed his killer instinct. You know, so it hats off to to Latifi, man. I I was going Ovens, but I don't know what was going on with Ovens. I don't know if he was respecting Latifi too much or if he was really trying to find his rhythm. But man, Latifi's a beast. He just went out there, put him on his ass, and then just jumped on him and did not let go. Even though we saw um Ovens tap, but the ref just didn't catch it, and you know he just put him to sleep, man. It was a vicious, vicious guillotine. You know, I, I saw that tap as well, too. I, I second-guessed yeah. it myself when I first saw it. I thought it was him just trying to get out the lock, but mm-hmm. that tap came, and, you know, he went limp. It was very devastating. You know what? I, I yeah. give it to him as far as one of the most brutal chokes. But John Jones was yeah. more technique, whereas this fight here was just full brute strength of just python strangling somebody (laughs) like it was like the movie anaconda and he was just taking people out left and right i saw freaking my man machete get strangled just like this um (laughs) it was just too much like i don't know Uh, i i don't like the guy i still think that um i don't think he's championship caliber i don't think he deserves the <laughs> next um title shot i think it's gonna be a freaking cake war match between both of them i think both of them should be going on freaking what is it cupcake wars and see who's yeah. the next one's gonna you know dominate that 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 devil's food cake but i don't know it's just uh, I, i'm not entertained oh. by both of them i'm not even entertained by dc's comments to it he was like ah, yeah, yeah. Ask you about DC's comments. How'd you feel about that? Because we know you also don't like DC. Fuck DC. You know, I understand that you're trying to be commentator, but that that's not the role you were playing. You weren't playing that role. You were playing, I got big, a bigger fish to fry. Like, I'm going to be... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. That, I really didn't like. I yeah. would have respected you if you said, you know, listen, it's not. It's your night. I'm a commentator. I'm calling the fights. Straight man it. That's no problem. Cool. But no, you add a little bit of fucking dirt and just said that you're looking to freaking beat Stipe and that, that uh, Latifi is nowhere near near you right now. Number yeah. one, okay, I agree. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Latifi, you know what? Yeah, nowhere near right now. I don't think he, he deserves that shot. That's, no, that's number one. So I'll give you that credit. But number two, if you have someone calling you out, then you stay strictly to that person. You don't look to bigger and better things because guess what? Your ass is still going to get knocked out by Stipe. Okay, mm-hmm. like, like you're really thinking about this. You're really having this delusion in your head that that <laughs> you're going to be a dual champion. You're going to be on the next UFC game with your pop belly sticking out. Get the hell out of <laughs> here, all right? Like, stop the nonsense. You're trying to be John Jones. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to live John Jones' life. You're trying to live John Jones' fantasy. You're trying to rob the dude of his dream. Listen, I don't endorse John Jones, you know, pulling the pipe to his mouth half the time, okay? <laughs> I don't endorse that. But as a credible fighter, as one of the best light heavyweights out there, you can't right, touch no, the man. No. So stop trying to live vicariously by John Jones, okay? Even in his dreams, you're trying to do it. Stop it, bro. Go ahead. You know, yeah. I know you dislike him, but um, definitely, definitely, he did do it a la prick because for you to sit here and say, I got bigger fish to fry, that's already disrespectful. You don't do that, you know? Then for you to sit here and say, hey, uh, I'm a commentator, you know, I'm not going to take away from Tifi's moment. This is about him. I'm not going to discredit him or yada, yada, yada. Then two seconds after that, you just turn around saying, yeah, you know what? Put me in there. If the UFC won't put me in there, I'm going to beat his ass up, yada, yada, yada. You know, the UFC's paying me money. They just want me to, you know, like, no, you just want full, full, like, disrespect. And And like you said, just to add on to what you said, and we know DC's champ because John Jones out. Plain and simple. That's it. This is John Jones' division. Uh, DC has just gotten by on some lucky technicality, you know. So, but not to take away from Latifi, you know, great, great, great talent, honestly, for this division. This is a great mix-up. Like we always say, we want some fresh faces. And what's the next match you can see for him? Play matchmaker. Mm, okay. If I had to play matchmaker right now, Let's see. And going into that division, um, has he took on Glover Teixeira yet? I know you don't like that guy, but has he took him on yet? I'll, I'll look it up right now. But do you see that as a match possibly you would be interested in at least? 
No, I don't, I don't. I don't think he's taking on Glover Teixeira, but that's actually who I was going to name. I was going to name um, Glover Teixeira. So you just took the words out of my mouth in the fighter. Obviously. I think that'd be a good standing back war. I think both of them won't be afraid to um, go um, stay on their feet and see who the hell's going to get knocked out first. Um, as much as we give Glover Teixeira a lot of shit, I think um, uh, he's still in somehow in the mix. So why might as well let these two bang it out and see who legitimately can get to the top five at least, maybe top four. Of the light heavyweight ranks, um, maybe even um, it's 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 hard to say for the light heavyweight division. It's really, really, really weird. <laughs> like, um, I can see him, um, because I'm not sure what Gagar is doing right now. If he fluctuate between light heavyweight and middleweight, but he could always go for a Gagar rematch as well too. That would be fun to see. Um, since um Gagar was like his introduction, um, into the UFC as a loss maybe try to capture that win, get that monkey off his back, and try to, you know, start fresh again. Beating Gegar, that would be nice as well, too. But I clearly remember that match being one of the most boring main events I've ever seen in my life. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, the, the, those are some good um, matchups. No, 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 I'm just thinking, because I was thinking about um, Jimmy Manuel. Um, I don't know what's going on with him okay. right now. Yeah, maybe a Jimmy Manuel would be kind of cool to see him up there with Jimmy Manuel. So, I mean, definitely, definitely fresh talent for the division, though. So, I'm looking forward to uh, some more Latifi and those Python arms that he got. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anaconda Dreams over here. Um, well, we're talking about dreams and stars. Let's get into my main event of the night, which was Jessica Andrade defeating Tisha Torres in a bomb burner. Th- uh, three rounds, five minutes. These girls slugged it out. And, yes. I know Andrade did get more of the offense going into this fight, but man, like I said yesterday in the pre-show, I knew that she was not going to go down without a fight, Tisha Torres. She took every freaking slam, every punch, every blow, and kept on going forward. She even landed some great combinations as well, too, to her own credit. You know, she put up a hell of a fight in this match. I feel like I, I never really counted her out. Even towards the end, I always felt like something she could have grabbed onto something. Even look, she looked like she was going to try to grab onto something and try to finish somehow, some way. She never coasted. She always was in the match. That was just my opinion, and I loved her performance. And not to get anything away from Jessica whatsoever, put a hell of a performance on her as well, too. Slamming. Using that ground pound, using that ground control, using that takedown, that takedown office was just supreme. Hell, she went a la John Cena, did a freaking Death Valley drive on the chick. You know, it was it was an impressive match from both female. How'd you fe- females? How'd you feel about this? Honestly, um, great, great, great performance from Jessica. A little bit disappointed in Tisha Torres' performances. I mean, her performance. Excuse me, I sound like GSP. I'm not impressed with your performance. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, I knew. I mean, I, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew it was a bad match for Tisha Torres. You get what I'm saying? We called it yesterday. Um, I'm just really disappointed. I mean, kudos and shout outs to Jessica. You know, we picked her to win. Um, but uh, I mean. I'm just really disappointed because, I mean, she was counterfighting a lot, but she was kind of running. Like, she was just running too much. And Jessica was pushing the pace, pushing the pace, pushing the pace. Jessica was like, okay, you're going to run? I'm going to start slamming. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, and, yeah, her counterfighting was on point and it was helping her. But aside from the count, uh, the counterfighting, I really didn't see Tisha Torres do anything else. I just saw her backing up, running, counterfighting didn't see her um anything to help her cause to win you get what i'm saying it almost looked like hey i'm just in here till the match is over you get what i'm saying well first round i I really felt like torres put the on jessica i felt like she caught her off guard with a couple of punches i felt like she was she was telling jessica that i'm in the game it wasn't that you know she was being being timid in the first round trying to find her footing she was actually throwing punches to her face not body punches not grinding she was looking to stand and bang which was um Weird as well too, because I would have thought she would have probably had a different game uh, game plan. I would have started. I thought she was going to go take down heavy. Honestly, um, I don't think so. I think I, I was expecting her to go more leg kick heavy, which she did throw some good leg kicks as well too. But I think that could have definitely uh, helped out if he just kept on yeah. implementing those leg kicks. You know, trying to chop her down little by little and then possibly do some cage control. I think that right there, because we did see that she had the strength to get back up and to impose her will as well too. You know, Jessica being the bigger fighter. Um, 
I, I did feel that she matched some kind of power as to get getting back up and holding her own weight. Um, but at the same token, uh, I think the experience was with with Jessica. I think um, Jessica never felt that she was ever in danger. I think she had the better mind frame in this fight, and cage control goes to her as well too. But I, I just I I I feel like I was happy with 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 Tisha Torres' performance because really? I felt like she never I felt like she never gave up. I feel like she never gave up in the fight. I think even at the end when she got slammed and she was getting laid on. She was still looking for, you know, reverse triangles. She was still looking for leg locks. She was still looking for something to grab onto. And I, I give her kudos for that. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I agree with you where she came out early and she was imposing her will. Definitely. Because, you know, she got Andrade to um, chase her and stuff like that. Definitely, definitely give you that. But I just felt that maybe that's what it was. Maybe just the... the you know, as the, as the folks like to say nowadays, maybe Jessica's swag, what she was exuding in the ring was like, yes. hey, you're not going to put me in any type of danger. You're not ending me no way, no how, you know. So maybe that's what I was seeing. And that's why I felt like, hey, Tisha, you're not really doing nothing to help your cause. But she was landing a lot of um, up kicks where we saw her connect one. Then I give you that. She um, caught Jessica in a, in a triangle where I was like, oh, my God, Jessica, what are you doing? You know, if you lose you deserve to lose because that's your fault. You get what exactly. I'm saying? So, you know, she did almost get caught with that triangle, but um, Jessica was able to shake her off. But overall, like I said yesterday, I just feel that this was a bad matchup for Tisha. I felt that this was going to happen. And honestly, um, Jessica definitely next was for title shot after that Rose Nama Eunice rematch. Definitely she should get a title shot next after this, honestly. So um, are you interested in seeing, um, say, if um, Rose wins, are you more interested in that fight or the rematch with Jajanchak? Jajanchak, no, I'm definitely interested more in a Rose Nama Yunus match, honestly. Um, I would not like to see the rematch with her and um, Joanna, just for the simple fact that I think, yeah, just for the simple match that I think that Rose and... Jessica would just be a slugfest, a barn burner. We would see these two chicks go out there and just try to beat the brakes off of each other. You get what I'm saying? So definitely. I definitely, definitely want to see that better. As to Joanna, she showed a little kinks in her armor with the Rose Namajunas match, in my opinion. You know, um, she can go down easily if put pressure on her. And I believe the rematch would be oh, 10 times different with Jessica. That That's what Jessica will implement. The same way she fought Tisha tonight, that's the way she will fight Joanna. And she will be her. You know, she will be takedown heavy. And she's going to get up in her face because Rose demonstrated that with um, Joanna, that she does not like the pressure. So what about you, though? Who would you like to see? Uh, uh, the rematch was better. Um, it, it depends. Um, I think there would be a lot of hype with the rematch with these two women, especially with um, – Andrea's dominating performances in her last two fights that she has that credibility to say, Hey, I'm up in your face. Now I'm a totally different fire than when we first started Yeah. with the Rose fight. I feel that not that it's harder to market, but I feel that people won't be as invested in that fight as the rematch with the gen check. I feel that it would be a great fight. Personally, stylistically, I feel like it would be a barn burner. I feel that, um, it all depends, honestly, on this next fight with with Yajanchek because of the fact that I don't know what Rose we're going to get in that fight. I don't know if we're going to get the same Rose that's going to try to put that pressure early, and I think um, Yohana's going to oh, see that, um, try to come in with a different game plan. So I want to see what we're going to get in that fight as far as a champion defend their title. Um, we're we're going to get – sorry for cutting you off. We're going to get – I know you don't like to do, but we're going to get that – you know, a la DC when she won. Doug Rose, Doug Rose, Doug Rose. <laughs> we don't get Rose, you know, Doug Nami Yunus. That's her fighting style. She's up in your face. And, you know, I know sometimes when it comes to rematches, usually sometimes the winner of the first one kind of somewhat loses. Not always because they really don't have to adjust nothing. You know, the loser has to right. adjust. So, but I don't think Rose is going to adjust nothing to her game plan. I think she's just going to go in there with the same stuff. I feel that um, maybe Joanna, in my opinion, will. Um, hey, I'm I'm gonna be ballsy. I'm gonna be ballsy. Quote me, you know, people. Leave me some feedback. Leave us some feedback if you disagree with me. I'm gonna be ballsy. The rematch, I feel Rose is gonna win it. I don't see Joanna honestly posing a threat to Rose. I just think Rose has her kryptonite, and Rose fights the style that's Joanna's kryptonite. Honestly, so I mean, I may be ballsy, but um, I I do get what you're saying. It's definitely gonna be harder to market. 
you know, so the rematch people would be invested in. But I think that if they look past the whole marketing scheme and all that stuff, it all two it, fighters. Yeah, not to get you off. It all depends on that fight. Like uh, it, whoever has more of a dominant performance as far as uh, challenger or champion will promote that Andrade's fight to the roof. You know, if we get a knockout blow again from from Rose, hey. Boom! You're gonna see that that fight, you know, blows against blows. If you're yeah. gonna get the decision win, which I think we may happen, me personally, I feel that Joanna's gonna get a decision win against Rose. Um, yeah. in, this, in the next fight, you'll just have the rematch to really um kind of throw out there and try to get that in. Uh yeah, no, definitely, I, I get what you're saying. That's what I was gonna ask you. If we see a dominant performance from Rose, I guess it will be easier for the fans to get invested. But um, I would be all on board for a Rose and Jessica match. But um, hey. Kudos to Jessica Andrade. She put on a great performance. In my opinion, she deserves the next title shot. But what's next for Tisha Torres right here? What's going, what do you see her going after this? That's interesting. Um, uh, let me see something. I'm going to look at, at her last couple of fights because I have mm-hmm. a name that I, I think that you would be interested if they were to fight. Let's okay. just make sure she hasn't fought her, fought though, her. yet. Um, and I'm looking, and I'm looking. Ah, oh, she did, though. I was oh, going to say a Beck Rawling. That would have been actually a really good fight. But oh, she, yeah. she has she has um, been there. So that's that's yeah. pretty fun, too. And then looking at, at at her record as well, too, you know, looking at Tisha Torres, she has beat Rose as well, too. She has beat the champion. She has. She has. That's true. You know, so it, uh, I, I, I can't say that this really knocks her down the totem pole. I just feel that, hey, like, maybe experience was the biggest factor in this fight. And this only makes her a better fighter. So it all depends where we're going to see. Um, she, she's beating a lot of the people there in the top five. You know, Michelle she Watterson, she's yeah. beating Beck Rollins, she's beating, you know, Felice Herring. She's beating a lot of great, great, great fighters. I think it's hard to say right now. You checked her record. You checked her record. I don't know if she's for her. But, um, uh, my, 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 I love this chick. Uh, put her up against uh, Joni Calderwood. Has she fought her? No, uh, nope, she has not. That will be a great match, in my opinion. You know, I feel like they will both slug it out. That will be a good match for Joni as well. Yeah. To get her in some top competition. Not not, not top competition, but to break into that top tier, you know, of the division and stuff like that. And it will keep Tisha relevant, you know, say, hey, we'll see where you go from here. So, I, I, I yeah, I will be invested in that in a Joni Calderwood match with Tisha Torres. I could take that. That'd actually be really good. Going in there and slug it out and see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. Now, talking about slugging it out, let's get into the main event full of hype and controversy as we're hearing. I don't see the controversy. Well, I could see it, but I choose to ignore it. Um, this is the main <laughs> event of Stevens taking on um, Emmett in a barn burner from the first round and a vicious knockout in the second. How did you feel about this match going into it and then after it? Going into it. It was kind of a, okay, hey, Emmett, you've arrived to the main event. You arrived to the big show. You got your first biggest name in front of you. So let's see how you handle this pressure. Let's see if you, you're really legit. You get what I'm saying? This was his biggest test. Um, coming into it, I was invested into it. These two dudes hit heavy. They have heavy hands. You know, um, Jeremy Steven, what match do you see Jeremy Steven in that disappoints or is boring? Never. So I was all invested into this match. Looking forward to it. Um, coming, you know, to, to the night right now of the fight, I, I feel like it delivered. I definitely feel like it delivered. We saw um, we saw Josh Emmett look somewhat comfortable at one point, like, hey, maybe you could take this guy serious. You get what I'm saying? We also did see him knock down um, Jeremy Steven, where he says, like, okay, this dude got some power. He might be for real. You get what I'm saying at one moment. But that veteranship came through with Jeremy Stevens, and he just shrugged it off. But then um, I felt like at a little bit, I don't know, Josh Emmett was kind of like maybe that, that little knockdown got him a little too cocky. You get what I'm saying? I don't know what it was, but I saw something like that just shift in him real quick. And then, like I told you yesterday in the in the preview pick show, I was like, we'll see if this guy can actually hold uh, Jeremy Steven hit because, you know, he has hard and he definitely couldn't. Um, great, great action, great action. I, I don't take none away from Emmett. He showed his game. Let's just see what's next for him. He showed his game because he didn't back down from Jeremy Stevens, you know. So he definitely showed his game. Um, as for the controversy, but before we touch about that, I'll let you talk about how you felt about this match coming into it and how you feel about the performance. You know, uh, I knew it was going to be a barn burner, and I was actually yeah. happy to see that Emma was uh, accepting 
the role he was in, you know, this could have definitely been a change in the guard performance for him if he would have won. So he was ready for that, especially in that first round. You know, he was game to to, to fight, to, to take that step, to take that torch and mm-hmm. be that next person, you know, um, looking at his level, what he was ranked number four originally, right? Yeah. Uh, and looking at that, uh, you know, this win right there could have been definitely a tile shot right there. And I think he had that weight on his back, and you definitely sensed that. But I think he was handling it pretty well. It's just that second round with Stevens um, pushing that uh, pushing that pressure, implementing that pressure, and and having that experience, that edge to know where he w- was at and to capitalize on these things yeah. um, definitely showed the veteran take advantage of the situation and get the win, especially with those bloody elbows at the end, which is so devastating. As for the controversy, like you said as well, too, um, came as after um, getting the beat down on the cage, uh, we saw Evan fall, and I guess maybe through... I want to say just hype, uh, the adrenaline rush, if you will, as well, too. We saw Stevens try to throw a knee to a downed opponent, two feet, uh, two two hands on the ground as well, too, which is illegal. But the same token, while throwing it, he did miss him. I could definitely see that the shin grazed him a bit toward the end. Like, it should... But nothing as far as contact, more as like when he was pulling his leg back, the shin grazed him. So it wasn't even um, a connection of that could have altered the fight whatsoever. This was just a graze as far as pulling the leg back. Um, No connection whatsoever, not to the temple, not to the cheek, not to the jaw. So in that case, there shouldn't be no strike against him. Uh, If there's any kind of controversy, I would say, hey, possibly the attempt is there. But at the same token, there's no rule on attempting to do illegal strikes. That's like somebody attempting to to throw eye pokes. Like, I attempted yeah. to do it to you, but I didn't do it, so you can't really count that against me. And, of course, the elbows that kind of looked like they were going toward the back of the head as Daniel Cormier was trying to point out so viciously that he was throwing so many illegal elbows to the back of the head. We clearly saw that, I want to say, 99% of them were above the ear or behind the ear, not yeah. to the back of the head. If, if there's, there's probably one that looks a little suspicious, but at that time, it's he the moment, and it's up to the referee himself or herself to take a look at that. Yeah, that's what I was going to tell you. That was just real, real bad, uh, like, on, on DC's part. Um, Hey, the knee, I'm going to just say it off the bat, the knee did not touch. The knee did not touch. People could sit here and say, oh, that knee was illegal. The knee, you could see a graze. You could see do this. No, that knee did not touch. It missed a mile away. You could just, you know, it, it missed. That that knee just throw it out the window. Oh, but he went for the attempt. Like you said, he did a moment here and there scrapping. You're going to throw it. There's nothing that, you know, um, penalizes a fighter for throwing. You know, it only penalizes them for connecting. Knee did not touch. The elbows, um, Maybe one or two were kind of illegal. You get what I'm saying? But if people want to talk about, hey, you know, let, let's be honest. First of all, there's a lot of salty people out there that Jeremy Stevens won. I'm yep. just keeping it honest. That's there's what a lot it is. Of that, yeah, there's a lot of people that's salty out there because Jeremy Stevens won. A lot of people were going for Josh Emmett. So maybe one or two, maybe one or two. I'll say two. I'll say two. I'll be, I'll be reasonable. Maybe two were illegal. But that's the rest fault. He didn't call it. All these people that are saying, oh, hey, 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 you know. A few months ago, you were all on board when freaking Matt Brown damn near decapitated Diego Sanchez. And I'm sorry, that was, that was illegal. That was illegal. That elbow was illegal. That was straight plush in the back of the head. So where do you get off now saying that, hey, that's all the rest fault on both occasions. You know what I'm saying? So what it is, there's a lot of salt going around. There's some faultiness, and they're just mad Jeremy Stevens one. And, hey, hats off to him. And nothing, 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 in my opinion, the two elbows or the phantom knee. It still wasn't going to change the outcome because he clearly rocked them, you know, before. And then even when he actually ended him where the knee had nothing to do, he dropped those that, that elbow where he came in, you know what I'm saying, and just knocked him out cold. So those illegal shots that people are crying about have no effect on the fight with the outcome, in my opinion. Going to um, Ebbett now, I'm going to throw some names at you for his next fight. Tell me if you think mm-hmm. they're interesting. Dennis Bermudez. Oh, definitely interesting. Yeah, I would like to see that. Great, great match. You know, two wrestlers, two strikers. I, I think they would match up great. Like, they're both, like, kind of like the same physique. They would just definitely – they would be like two little bulls locking up. I would love to see that match. There's one more. Clay Guida. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
that would definitely be a great match. That would be a real tough test for Josh Emmett, honestly. Um, I believe Guida is kind of like wine. He's gotten better the older he's gotten. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he's coming now. It's crazy. I think Guida's coming now together as a complete fighter. And I would love to see that. It, will, it definitely would be a tough test for Josh Emmett. It would be a good test, though. I would yeah. love to see it. I like those fights because it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. take him out of the mix as definitely far as being not. the top 10. But at the same token, it gives him the caliber fighter that he should be still fighting at the moment in time. Mm-hmm. And only getting better and only looking at these mistakes and capitalizing on these mistakes to be a better fighter himself. So mm-hmm. I think both of these fighters put the pressure and can definitely test his credentials as far yeah, as definitely. what to do next where his career may go as well too gritty um grinding wrestlers with punching mm-hmm. power to both credits so definitely mm-hmm. love to see that uh, those are money yeah you were gonna say something no i was gonna actually oh, not man. stevens no but go ahead yeah yeah that's what i was about to ask you i was about to throw that question your way stevens title shot yeah give What's it nice? to him give it to him yeah. i mean at the end of the day like we had to give it to at this moment in time um looking at okay you can make the you can make the argument the mm. next fight with with Edgar and what's my man's name? Um, uh, Brian Ortega. Exactly, Ortega. Uh, yeah. It should be legitimately the next fight to take on, you know, Holloway. Holloway. But the yeah. same token, though, eh, you don't know what's going to happen in this next fight for next week. You don't know who's going to get injured out of that fight. Something's going to happen, and if that mm-hmm. does happen, if someone gets injured, Edgar pulls something. Ortega um, gets an eye poke and he's bleeding for like five days. I don't know. A healthy yeah. Holloway can definitely take on a Stevens, and that could be a definite main event. Mm-hmm. It won't be a cold good. main event at all. Sometimes we may see, you know, say if Ortega were to win, that wouldn't draw as a pay-per-view main event. That probably falls into the lines of a co-main event title picture. But uh, yeah. Stevens, with this performance, with his latest performances, his latest knockouts, taking on a knockout source in Max Holloway himself, that's money right there. You know what? Set that sh- And sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. There was a little bit of a glitch in the system, but we finally got it together. What I was trying to say was that uh, we definitely would get that Holloway and Stevens match, but um, selling it like I was, if that didn't happen, let's say if we had like a Jose Aldo take on Stevens. Yeah, it sounds money too, but if Stevens were to lose that match, he would never see that towel shot ever again. How do you feel about that? No, definitely, definitely. Um, Especially the the... It would, it would, it definitely would elude um Jeremy Stevens if he was to lose to Aldo, you know, especially the kind of way Aldo's been having his career right now. So, um, but I mean, give the man the title shot. I mean, they both would sell. Honestly, like if you want people to say, oh, um, Frank Yeager and Brian Ortega are, you know, rightful number one contender matchups. Um, give them the winner of that, depending on how long the injury and the extent of Max Holloway being on the shelf and then give, let's say Jeremy Stevens, the winner of that, that match was sell regardless and make that a number one contender match and give them Max Holloway. But you're better, um, than, me. You're better than me. I would have took Stevens all the way. I would have just booked it now. I mean, no, I, I definitely would book it now, but let, let's just say, let's play, you know, uh, politically correct, do it, you know, by the lines, you know, protocol and stuff like that. But I would say book it right now, honestly. Uh, let's see where Max Holloway you know, how long he's going to be out for and just book it. Honestly, I would say book it because I wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't risk him in a fight with Jose Aldo because Jose Aldo is still a dangerous, dangerous fighter, you know, and especially where he's at in his career. You know, you cannot underestimate a man like that because look at that happened um, a while back. Brian Stan, you know, he wanted to take out Vanderlei Silva, feather in his cap because Vanderlei Silva was on the decline and look, it bit him in the ass. You get what I'm saying? So Very much so. Yeah, Jose, um, Jeremy Stevens should not play around. With anything like that, he should just demand title shot. You know, if we saw Latifi uh, argue for title shot, which he doesn't deserve it in my opinion, you know, well, definitely Jeremy Stevens made a better case. You know, he even got down on, like, GSP, you know. Give me title shot. <laughs> like, definitely, definitely, man. Uh, we I'll have like to do that. one of these episodes with your GSP and my Anderson Silva and just see how that goes. Oh, man, that would be great. Yeah, your Anderson Silva and my GSP. Because I'm always doing GSP, right? You notice that? Like... I'm always doing GSP. I just did it twice in this episode. Uh, that, that would be great. <laughs> yes, it would. Well, 
Uh, we both said that this is a five-star, uh, uh, I want to say, fight night card on Fox for Fox standards. Do you still agree with that after reviewing it and going back into it and saying, you know what, this was that and this was okay and I see your point of view. Do you still look at it as a five-star event or has that changed a little bit? Uh, associate is a five-star. Uh, five-star, five-star, you hear me? Associate five is a five-star. Five-star? Like, nah, associate is a five-star event in my opinion because everything delivered um, – all the matches were good. I saw some of the prelims. The prelims were delivering from seeing the results, you know, the Hannibal Rao, the knockout of Ben Saunders, Sarah McMahon. You know, that was a huge upset, in my opinion. Um, the the main card, great matches, you know, did not disappoint. Um, I still stand by my by my rating. I say it's a five-star solid fight night on Fox, you know. I definitely do. What about you? Did your opinions change now that you got to cool down and review and think about it? I think many people... <laughs> Would love to see this on the FOX card. I I like the fact that we got the choke of the anaconda because the Amazon's a scary place. So I don't want that man there ever again taking snakes and attaching it to his arm. And now look at him. He is the 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 man who would defeat Jennifer Lopez in the next movie on Anaconda number 20. I don't know where they're at now. But no, Philly, I feel that this is a five-star fight. Everybody go to Rio, see me down there, shoot a box with Vanderlei DJing. It'll be great. Sandstorm. I'm done, man. That just caught me off guard. But you know what you got me thinking of? You got me thinking about when he used to do, um, what was it, like that Tide commercial that he used to punch the concrete or something like that? I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got me thinking of right now. But no, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't see how anybody's opinion could change even, you know, with that little controversy of Jeremy Stevens' match, which should not be controversy. Don't but, push it. Don't push it. They've been pushing it. Oh, uh, yeah. Everywhere I went, like on Instagram, every social media site, like, oh, legal, illegal, this and this and that. And I, I, I dead wrote it. I think it was on MMAJunkie.com. I dead wrote it. I was like, you know what? Jeremy Stevens got a lot of salty people out here. Nobody responded because it's true because all I saw was just hate towards Jeremy Stevens, you know? A lot of it, it hey, right or wrong? Yeah, it, it, just a quick question. Have the referees been slipping up a lot? Oh, of course. Yeah, exactly. So, hey. Blame it on the ref. Let's see, Dan. But not even that. They're mad because their golden <laughs> boy didn't win. This is like a Sage Northcutt, Paige Van Zandt all over again. They're just mad because Mini Me did not win. But yeah, no, um, I, I don't know, man. Overall, and out coming from me because I was bashing Fox cars yesterday, and it's a total turnaround. Um, let's see what, what what's the next uh, Fox car coming up. Definitely, and we know that we're going to be back going on next week because we have another big card happening next week. Uh-huh. Are you interested now? Has that has that changed at all, or are you still interested in the, the whole card altogether for the pay-per-view? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been interested um, ever since um, they worked up the Frankie Edgar, Brian Ortega. Um, I've been interested because Cyborg is kind of a fighter that, Either you always want to see her win or you always want to see her lose. You get what I'm saying? There's no mm-hmm. in-between with her. So, you know, in my opinion, I'm going to be honest, I've never seen the big mystique behind Cyborg. I want to see her lose. I want, I'm going Yana. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm hyped for it. Even I want to see that Shane O'Malley match to do this game. I'm looking forward to that one, actually, a lot. I'm looking forward to that Shane O'Malley. What about you? Are you hyped for that card? I'm hyped for it, man. From top to bottom, it's a great card. And I want you guys out there to be hyped as well, too. Subscribe, rate, review, because that preview picture is going to be coming out later on next week as well, too. So look forward to that. Uh, Look forward to a rewind round as well, too. We're going to go back into pay-per-views and from anything, uh, Elite XC, Pride, Strikeforce, UFC, and just rate things and how we feel about them from back then, our feelings to until now, where are they at now. It's a fun little show we like to do. But man, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Where can people find you on social media? They can find me here, Colson, with you on the Kimura Chronicles. I don't know. I wanted to bust out a GSP voice, but I couldn't. You should. <laughs> do it. Do the whole thing in GSP. I, I, I can't. You put me on the spot right now. <laughs> I can't. Oh, they can find me here uh, next episode. Next episode, I got you. I'll do it. But it's just too quick on the spot. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. Like. <laughs> Oh man, no, yeah, they can find me here on um, the Kamor Chronicles Coast and with you. They can also find me on Elite Wrestling Audio, where we do our thing over there, Coast and with you as well. You know, where we talk about wrestling. If you like body slams, drop kick, elbow drops, whatever, you know, low blows, crotch punches, anything of that nature, ECW, whatever, we discuss it all over there. Um, they can find me here on, you know, 
my name, Jay Rance. They can find me where I pop up once in a while on your show, a side show conversation doing pop five. And they can find me at Instagram at I, Mr. Underscore Rance. And that's same as my Twitter. I, Mr. Underscore Rance. Where can they find you at player? Everything you said. No, <laughs> they can definitely find me on the Twitter at on, uh, uncanny underscore V. They can find me on Instagram at Val Cisco. Uh, Sideshow conversations, uh, the podcast where we talk about everything from geek culture and pop culture. Um, we can find us on Elite <laughs> Wrestling Audio as well too, talking about leg drops and elbow drops all day, which we're gonna be um, coming out soon, I believe, for the Elimination Chamber review. So be square for that. Oh. Oh, that, right there. That's um tomorrow, right? Yes, it is. Oh yeah, look at that. That just flew over my head. Elimination chamber. Time flies like Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> and um, you can find me here co-hosting with you as well too at the Kamora Chronicles MMA fan uh, podcast by the fans for the fans. Um, yeah, and I will be popping up on. Uh, whatever solo cast you're gonna do as well too, whether it be about games, whether it be about about, about <laughs> pop culture, whether it be about anything, I'll talk about a soccer match with you or uh, All right, football. I'll, I'll go to town with. I'll not know anything whatsoever. All I'll be talking about. Sh- or shin guards all day so that's it's really about no. the extent i know for that no you know what we're, I, I, i'll just say right here I, i've been wanting to do that podcast so we're gonna do it um where i've been promoting it for a while i just haven't got to it you know since we were like this whole mix of trying to find a new home and stuff like that you know so um i definitely will do it that'll be the first episode we can definitely discuss and I want to get your opinion about the whole loot boxes in-game loot boxes and stuff like Ooh, that, things like that i like nature. that I oh. like that because that kind of swayed my decision on buying the UFC game today because uh-huh. of the loot boxes. I actually was at GameStop today with my daughter. She picked uh-huh. up a Sims game, and okay. I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw some cash and get some, some UFC, you know, use some points and, you know, yeah. splurge a little bit. The guy was like, wait. And I was like, well, wait, what? And I was like, do you, do you really want this? I was like, well, now that you're saying I really don't. And, <laughs> you know, he was saying that, you know, because of EA and their loop, uh, we'll, we'll get in touch this with in your podcast. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll just get in touch with that with the podcast. It's like, a lot. It's a lot. It swayed yeah. my decision. Um, but definitely, you know what I really want to talk about one day? Maybe what? we could bring it up on yours. The fucking what? Olympics, bro. And this maybe it's been out for a hot minute i'm just so clueless uh, to winter olympics and what I, they I, do i am impressed by the usa performance for winning gold medal in the curling you know they, they oh, they're they're freaking u.s women's hockey was great too i mean then again they beat the nicest people in the world the canadians and the canadians don't have a lot you know they don't do a lot of shit like moose watching and shit but like <laughs> Hockey's their thing, and you just took that away from them. So yeah, I, I, I feel on the sport that I was going to talk about, that damn triathlon shit where these guys are on skis going up mountains, then taking rifles and shooting shit, then getting out of dodge and running down the mountain and then shooting some more shit prone. Like, I was just at work looking at this shit like, this is this is terrorism right now. This is, like, how we're building up the, the, the local terrorists because of this shit. Those are, those, are, those are the dark sides of the Olympic. I yeah, I'm like, I was waiting for somebody to take like a leg off, like pop. You're not running anywhere now, and like, it, oh, yeah, I, I, I not, yeah, no, that's great, that's great, because I definitely did not see the the triathlon. All I saw was curling, because I've been a, I've been a sucker for curling since I used to live in Puerto Rico, bro. Honestly, like I love curling; it's so interesting. Um and I saw a little bit of bobsledding and those dudes running down the ski slopes and stuff like that. And I watched the the little um the little racing on the on the ice skis well, on the rink where yeah. we saw the, the 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 Korean dude trip up the other guy while he was falling. On that first was great day. too. <laughs> it was great he's too. Like, he's like, if I'm going down, you go down with me. Let's go. <laughs> like, oh, I saw the Canadian freaking um um not the Canadian the the, the men's um hockey um finals as well too against uh, uh Canada taking on Germany. And I swear yeah. to God. Germany was whipping ass like it was like four zero, and it wasn't until like Canada just went play dirty finally, and you saw this guy like take the hockey stick and just throat chop somebody. It was the greatest thing imaginable. After that throat chop, they were like neck and neck with with Germany. They still lost, so you know I feel bad for Canada still because they lost twice to so, people they probably hate, you know Germans and Americans. But you know it was forever. One throat chop away from victory, but yes, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, 
we'll we'll get that podcast running up during the week. You know, the loot boxes and stuff like that, so I can get your opinion and get everybody else's opinion out there. Um, but yeah, uh, those are all your social sites, or is there still more to come? Do you have a plethora? Uh, oh, we we could plug the the Facebook sites as well too. We should okay. uh, yeah. for Kamora Chronicles. We have a group page as well too. Let us know, interact, subscribe. You know, do everything. Interact yeah. with us as much as possible. Oh yeah. Uh, also, real quick, for cutting you off, it. yeah. Um, we also for every fight night, we also fight thread. So if you guys are around and want to pop up and interact with us and, you know, thread it up and just talk about the fight. We also have it on Twitter. So, mm-hmm. all right, continue. I just cut you no, off. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. The Twitter, you know, uh, let us know that the, the Kamor Chronicles are on Twitter. So we also do some the wrap-ups and postings as well, too, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Elite Audio Wrestling, both as well, too. Facebook page, we do threads as well, too. And on Twitter, you know, get at us. We're not that hard to find. You know, we're probably the only two Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Ricos, Puerto Ricans in the fight game right now that are talking about this shit. We're no Joe Rogan. No, we're not. I, I apologize. I'm not going to apologize for that whatsoever. We're, we're, we're different from Joe Rogan. You know why? Because this is fan talk. This is coming from fans. So this is more grittier. This is your your voice. You know, you guys want to be heard. I'm sure you have the same opinions as us. We're just talking for you guys, you know. So, yeah, find us, man. We're out there. We, 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 we crave for you guys to interact with us. We need the interaction and the feedback, man. I definitely would appreciate it. Hell yeah. This is not Joe Rogan and freaking Brennan Shaw. This is Santiago and Dunbar, you know? Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Santiago People and Dunbar. I know that reference. Watch Pineapple Express and have fun. That definitely. Like we just did right now. I hope everybody enjoyed <laughs> this podcast and enjoyed along with us. And I hope you had a great time. I hope you enjoyed the fights. So this is your job to wrap it up, Val. <laughs> right, I'm wrapping it up. This is the dark side. This is when people checked out. Great fight. Great night. Take care, guys. Right. Nice. Yeah.